Hi, welcome back to the 24 podcast. My name is Joshua Rivers, but today's episode is going to be with Mark and Joel once again. And so this time we're going to kind of take a little bit of a break and we're going to kind of take a look at seasons five, six, and seven kind of all combined as we look at the whole syntox gas uh, conspiracy. And so... Joel is going to be sharing a lot of things there, and so uh, he and Mark are going to be talking about that. So, But before they do, I did just want to go ahead and bring just a little bit of some 24 news that uh, has come out. And so uh, it's not really, really new. Uh, it's been it's probably about a week or so old now, but there's a couple more uh, uh, people that have been announced that are going to be part of the cast for live another day and so i did just want to go ahead and mention these and so uh the first one is binga akanabe and so he is going to be playing a character named eric ritter and it says that he's a strong sharp arrogant and ambitious cia field operative and so uh he has played on other roles on shows like the good wife nurse jackie and graceland and actually, those are all shows that I've never seen before. Um, but anyway, looking forward to being able to have him on the show as well. And then also we have Giles Matney. And he's going to play a guy named Jordan Reed. And he is described as a smart and sophisticated CIA computer tech. And so uh, he was uh, he played a role on True Blood uh, previously. And so I personally think it's kind of interesting that uh, now we have two CIA agents that are being introduced to us here. And so apparently the CIA is uh, playing a role in this new episode and so uh, or the new series, I should say. And so live another day. And so the um, and so I I think it's kind of interesting that they have that. And so it almost seems like another Jack Chloe kind of combination here, but I don't know exactly how the characters are going to be and, uh, and and how that's going to play out. But anyway, so I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they uh, kind of fit into the story. And so um, now just before we get to the conversation with uh, Mark and Joel, I uh, did what, just want to say that um, probably about, I think it's 38 minutes or so into it, um, somewhere around the 38 minute mark, um, there is an interruption. And so um, just uh, kind of stay tuned uh, during that. And so it's going to come back after that. And so uh, there were some technical difficulties, but um, we left it in because it, it it actually kind of fit in with what was being discussed. And so you'll definitely understand it when it comes up. So with that, here is Mark and Joel. All right. Welcome back to the 24 podcast. And this episode is going to be a special episode, a little bit different than normal. We are going to take an entire episode. We're going to talk about, I would say the biggest conspiracy or biggest overarching plot line throughout the entire series of 24 and that's the Centox nerve gas and everything that went along with that so I have Joel here with me again and we're gonna discuss that how you doing Joel I'm doing all right Mark how you doing I am doing great so 
we're getting into uh, we're getting ready to start season five with the podcast. And I think it was you that mentioned that we should do an episode about the Syntox nerve gas and kind of go over what happens and, and how it goes through. So um, kind of give us an overview real quick. Well, the, the nerve gas conspiracy was basically it started at the end of season four when Jack faked his death. Right. And the reason he faked his death was because um, David Palmer had tipped him off that um, a member of Logan's staff was sending somebody over to have him killed. Right. So Tony, Michelle, David Palmer, Chloe were all um, involved in faking his death to make sure to make sure that Logan's chief, Logan's staff, whoever it was, were bit, thought that he was dead. Right. So it started. It started in season four, and the first two players that we saw in season four were Cummings. Well, Cummings was really the only one in season four that we thought was involved. Right. Because because we knew he was the one that was ordering the hit. Right. And then in season five, in season five and six. Season five and six were the two main selling points of the conspiracy. Right. It involved deaths of David Palmer, Michelle Dessler, um, the attempted death of Tony Almeida. Right. And and Jack Bauer. It was, it was, they tried to kill Jack too. And yeah, and Jack Bauer. And it it was amazing because David Palmer and Michelle Dessler were two of the the most beloved characters in Twenty Four. And they both died within the first hour of the new season. <laughs> it's re- yeah, it's ridiculous. It blows your mind. Yeah, I mean, they, they they both died within the first hour. Right. I mean, it's, it's I, I knew I knew that that Palmer was coming to the end of his run in twenty four. Right. Because because he had been on since the beginning, so I knew that you know any time now they could you know write him off. Right. But. I didn't, but I didn't realize exactly that that his death would be the beginning of this worldwide conspiracy, right? That that would span basically half of twenty four seasons. Well, and and you know when when Palmer's killed, they leave you hanging like horribly because I mean he's really really distracted. You know Wayne's sitting there like, "What's going on?" You can tell me, and he's like, "Oh, nothing." And you know he's like, "No, come on." Tell me what's going on, and and you get the sense that he's getting ready to tell him what's on his mind, you know, and that's when he's killed. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I watched it, every time I see that scene, I'm sitting there thinking, "Well, what was it? <laughs> you know, yeah. tell tell me what's going on here." <laughs> and then they just leave you hanging, you know. And then they they switch to um, you know, everything that happens because of that, you know. Uh, obviously, yeah. Michelle heads out to her car because of the assassination. She's getting ready to head back to CTU to help out. You know, and that's when she's killed, and, um, you know, it's, you know, Chloe's called into work because of the assassination, and that's when they try to kill her, and, you know, obviously she calls Jack, and that's why Jack shows up, and then they try to kill Jack, and, you know, but it's, but, but then you keep going back to, well, what did Palmer know? <laughs> you know, what is and, he, what is he trying to get yeah. to? And you, you learn bits and pieces throughout the season as far as what he knew. Right. Um, because you remember when he was killed, Jack had snuck back into the 
um, the suite that he was staying at. Which was impressive. It, yes. <laughs> I, I, I give him credit for that. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not it's not every day a dead guy sneaks back into a suite. So With everybody looking for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so he, he's looking at Palmer's memoirs, and that's when Wayne comes in. Right. And after after they had their little tense confrontation and all, right? Um, Wayne notices some things that Palmer had put in the, the computer version of his memoirs that Wayne didn't notice was in there. Right. So you start learning bits and pieces about what exactly Palmer knew, mm-hmm. and you kind and you kind of had the feeling, based on the fact that he wanted to talk to Martha Logan. Right. You kind of had the idea that what he knew was that Logan was dirty, right? You you, you kind of get the hint because of the fact that he wanted to talk to Martha and not Charles himself, right? The fact that he probably knew that the president was involved in some kind of bigger conspiracy, right? You know, and, and you and I talked before we started recording, but. You know, they, they do a really good job of not letting you know, uh, you know, and, and I guess spoiler alert uh, as we continue on here, um, <laughs> that, that Logan is involved. You know, when you first see Logan in season four, I mean, I I hated the guy, but it was mainly because of his inability to make a decision. You know, he yeah. he just seems like, you know, he's a, you know completely unfit to lead in the fact that he can't make a dis- decision. You know, he's scared to death of making the wrong decision, um, you know, and, and he's just not capable of being in that type of situation and making, you know, any sense of it, um, you know, which is why he calls in Palmer to, to help him out because, you know, he has no idea. But we we, uh, we quickly find out that that's not quite the case. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. Exactly. It's like I told you before we started recording. I just thought he was just a bumbling idiot who, you know, wasn't fit to be president. Right. That's, that's all I thought. Right. I, I had no idea until about, I'll say, halfway through season five that he was actually that he actually had a bigger part in this than we thought. Right. I would I would I would have never I would have never pictured Logan being the one behind the David Palmer's death. Right. And. You know the the sniper that he hired, Conrad Haas. Mm-hmm. To, and I've I've seen that character that plays Conrad Haas. I've seen him in, in multiple movies and TV shows, and he always plays the bad guy. Right, <laughs> right. He's just got that so, look. So he, he's got he's got that evil look to him. Right. So, um, the sniper the sniper that was hired, um, which we all thought was hired by Walt Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way they lead, I mean, lead you to believe. Because at the beginning of season five, people are led to believe so far that Walt Cummings is the one that's behind the whole thing. Right. Which is what James Nathanson, if, if you um, notice in season five, that's what James Nathanson leads Walt Cummings to believe. Right. He leads Walt Cummings to believe that he's the one that's behind the the nerve gas and the canisters and everything like that so he can control things on his end. Right. And it wasn't it wasn't until he was basically until he was killed, even though they say he committed suicide. Um 
it wasn't until then that we start to realize that there's there's a lot more players involved in this. Right. So let's and, and players players that were close to Jack. Right. That's the, that's the main part is that most of the players involved, or half of them, were actually close to Jack Bauer. Right. So did that, the fact that those players are close to Jack, do you think that added to um, somebody telling Cummings that they wanted Bauer killed at the end of four? Do you think that was, hey, let's get him out of the way before we do all this because we know that he's going to put the, the pieces together? Well, if you... Or was it just know, the Chinese? <laughs> Spoiler alert for season six, um, but we find we find out in season six when um, Jack is torturing Graham, which we found out was his brother, right? Because he he was he was the voice behind Logan in season five, and we never knew who he was. Right. He was just referred to as he was just referred to as Graham. Right. But we find out in season six that he's actually Graham Bauer. Right, and what we and what we find out is is that he actually took part in this with the sole purpose of framing Jack Bauer for for David Palmer and Michelle Deffler's death. Right, that that was his whole purpose was to lure Bauer out of hiding to take the fall for the murders. Right. So when you think about that, you wonder: may, Did Graham give Logan? the order to have Jack Bauer killed in the first place. Right. And then when Graham found out that he wasn't dead, then did the wheels get put in motion for the deaths of Palmer and Michelle Desler. Right. See, I, I, th- I think that originally Jack Bauer was the only one that was targeted to yeah. die. And it's, it's not until they realized that he wasn't dead that they had to find a way to get him out of hiding. Right. And the only way to lure him out of hiding was to frame him for the death of David Palmer and Michelle Dessler. And at the time, we thought Tony Almeida. Right. So that that's what I think the original intent was. I think the original intent was just to kill Jack. Right. Because, because, they, because they knew without Jack, there was no way that they were going to stop this thing from happening. Right. So let's uh, let's walk walk the audience and walk my, myself through the I guess hierarchy of uh, who was involved in this. So you have I guess probably at the bottom would be like um, Conrad Haas, right? The assassin. Yes. So he, he was the assassin hired by Logan by the Logan administration to kill Palmer. Okay. So then he I guess who who did he report to or who was who's next up the line? Well, next up the line in the timeline um, from Conrad Haas was Christopher Henderson. Okay. Christopher Henderson was Jack's mentor. Right. He was he he um, recruited Jack. He trained Jack. Um. He intercepted the call by David Palmer and Martha and Martha Logan and suggested he be taken out. Okay. So. And remember, if you remember in season in season five, he actually supposedly killed Tony Almeida, which is what we thought he did before season seven. Right. Um, he aided Jack and taking out the terrorists, 
before he was eventually disposed of himself. Right. Um, next up that list is James Nathanson. Okay. James James Nathanson was the intermediary that you saw in the dark room that was trying to make sure that the peace treaty between um, Logan and Suvorov wasn't signed. Right. That was the the whole purpose. That was the whole original purpose of the nerve gas conspiracy. Right. The canister, the canisters, and everything like that was originally supposed to scare Logan into not signing that treaty. Right. Which you you, you supposedly get confused because eventually Logan was the one that was revealed to be a part of this. Right. Yet the original intent in the beginning was to not have the peace treaty signed. Right. So you you got you got to wonder if maybe Logan was was playing both sides of the fence early right. on. Right. Um, but he was the intermediary between the Logan administration and the terrorists that, that actually had the canisters. Right. So, um, so then who, he, who was Nathanson taking orders from? James Nathanson was taking orders from, um, you, you, you kind of, you kind of get the feeling he was taking orders from Vladimir Bierko. Okay. That, what was that his name? Vladimir Bierko? I know his last name was I know, I know his was last Bierko. name was Bierko, but I, yeah. I, I can't remember his first name. Yeah. But you you kinda get the feeling that he takes orders from Bierko. Right. And that his part his part in the in the conspiracy is strictly with the canisters. Like okay. I don't think I don't think Nathanson really cared about Jack Bauer, Tony Almeida, Palmer, or Michelle Dessler. I think his part in the conspiracy was strictly having to do with the canisters. Right. Um, I just don't. I just don't think based on based on how quickly you know he was killed off. I don't. I don't really think he had anything to do with the actual assassinations. Okay. Of Palmer and Valdesla. Okay. Um. Then there's also Walt Cummings, mm-hmm. the the White House Chief of Staff. Um, he ba- he basically had um, Mike Novitz's old position, right? Um, and he w- he was the he was the first domino in the conspiracy that we were revealed to, right? He was he was the first domino at the end of season four that gave the approval to take out Jack Bauer. Right. So did Cummings know of everybody else? Did he know that there was anybody past uh, Nathanson? No. Okay. Well, coming if, if you if you um in the in the middle of season four when Walt Cummings is finally um revealed and they're finally on to him and you know Jack hunts him down and 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 whatnot, Cummings said that he was in charge right. of the testers. He was he was the one that was going to make sure they never hit U.S. soil and you know this and that. But really, he was just a pawn, right? That was being played by the rest, by the the hierarchy of this conspiracy. They wanted him to believe that he was in charge, so he would take care of things on his end, right? So I don't think well, I don't think Walt, I don't think Walt got in touch with Graham. I don't think he got in touch with the the, the higher ups in the conspiracy, right? I just think he was led to believe that he was in charge 
so he could get things done easier on his end. Well, and, I think and he, he, he was the bumbling idiot, in other words. Right, right. And I think, you know, it's you realize that when when he's caught and Logan's confronting him, and his comment is, you know, we're patriots. You know, he really thinks that he's working with Nathanson and that, you know, they're really trying to, you know, you know, I guess assist uh, some foreign policy, you know, by helping these Russians get this this nerve gas. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think he, I don't think he knew anything beyond Nathanson. I don't think you know, I know that he had no idea that Logan was involved in it. Um you know, yeah, because if, if you if you remember, he said that the the reason he didn't tell Logan was to protect the president from having any knowledge of it. Right, and it's almost like it's almost like he was put in place or recruited, I guess, um, to be the fall guy to cast suspicion away from Logan. Yes, you know, so he That's he was completely played. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy was completely played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he. He was the worst part of, of the conspiracy because you can tell that he had no idea just how big this right. conspiracy was. Right. Like he, he thought he thought all I had to do was the canisters and make sure they didn't hit US soil. Right. He had no he had no idea just how big this conspiracy was. Right. Well and and, and at the beginning of the conspiracy, you know, I kind of had flashbacks to um Oh, what's his name from season two when they do the same thing with that bomb where it's, oh, we're just going to let it into the country. We're going to track it. You know, it's that same thing. And so you kind of start thinking, okay, yeah, that's a believable plot that they think they're just going to track it. And then, you know, they'll use that to to take down all these terrorists when, in fact, you know, (laughs) there's more at play than that. It, it it didn't work in season two. It didn't work in season five. Right. <laughs> so, um, and 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 that and that's the thing is that he thought generally that he was doing what was best for the country. Right. He 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 didn't have any personal interest, personal gain in the in the whole thing. Right. He just he just was doing what he thought was best for the country, which is just what Roger Stanton did in season two. Right. Um, he, he was doing what he thought was best for the country. Right. And it it, tur- it turns out that he was just he was just a pawn in a in a much bigger game. Right. <laughs> and then then of course you got um, President Logan. Okay. Which was the main, even though he wasn't the main one behind it, he was the main architect of the conspiracy. Right. So what he was, was it, what? Why did he? What was his plan with this? What did he think he was going to accomplish by doing this? His his main his main interest in the whole conspiracy was oil. Okay. He wanted he wanted he wanted to be rich, <laughs> basically. So he wanted the he wanted the whole nerve gas and the canisters and everything like that to drive up the oil prices. Okay. And that was and that was the reason that because um, I don't I don't think I don't think this was actually mentioned in during the season. Um, I'll have to go back and look at it, but I don't think this was actually mentioned during the season. This is something that I had that I had researched when I was looking up twenty four, right? <laughs> twenty four facts and mm-hmm. trivia and stuff like that. Um, and they they kind they kind of took it 
and what I was researching was is that the 24 producers actually um, took a page out of real life when right. they did that. Um, and his main his main interest was oil prices. He wanted to be he wanted to be rich. Right. And you kind of and you kind of get the idea um, when you're looking at Logan through the first half of season four. You never, you never see him. I mean, you you get the idea that he's an idiot. That's that's first right, and foremost. Right. Right. But you never get you never get the sense that he's this evil mastermind genius. <laughs> right. That that he that he ends up being toward the end of season five. Well, and and you get the idea too. And and I think what I started to get a hint of was he was so worried about his legacy. Like all he cared about was being you know doing things that everybody looked at him and said oh you're so fantastic you know and and i don't think he cared how he got to that (laughs) he Uh just he just wanted you know because he keeps saying over and over again at the beginning of season five you know you know this is you know i've worked on this for so long i've worked on this for months you know this treaty and um you know this is going to be the the main part of my my administration and this is what i'm going to be remembered for and and so you get the sense that that's what matters to him you know, it's the impression. Everybody having the impression that he was this fantastic guy, and if he, you know, if he has to, you know, to kill a few people on the way there, you know, so be it, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you hear toward the the last episode of of season five when he's finally revealed where they finally catch him, in other words, right? And he's talking, he's talking to Martha in the hangar. Um, you know, when he's slapping her around and everything. Mm-hmm. He was he was like he's doing what what he saw what he saw fit at the time right. was the best move right like he he thought generally at the time that that was the best that was in the best interest of the country right even though we all even though we all learned that Logan was just doing it for the best interest of Logan right and and that's that that was the bad part about it because. He was so concerned about his legacy. You even heard him in season in season eight when he was helping um, President Taylor, right, with her with her situation, with the defining moment of her presidency, right. You know, with the um, the whole peace treaty there. Yeah. He he said in the limo to to his um, assistant Spiller, he was he was he said it himself. He was like, "It won't be long, and I'll have all the power I need." Yeah. And and that and that's kind and that's kind of defined Logan. He was all about having the power. Right. He wanted he wanted he wanted the power. He wanted the to be rich. He wanted his legacy to be. He wanted his legacy to be more than just being the president. Right. You know he want he wanted the he wanted this outstanding legacy of being the most powerful man in the country, right. regardless of whether he's president or not. Right. So and I think that's and I think that's what he wanted. So Logan, who did Logan? Did he take orders from somebody? Who was who's next up the line? The vo- the voice behind Logan was Graham. Okay. And you you you'll see you'll see in season five, um, toward the toward the I believe it's the middle or the end, where Grant where Graham is standing in this room with a bunch of other um, little pawns. Right. And and he's kind of talking to Logan, telling Logan, "You need to handle this. Um, you need to do this." And you, you never hear Graham talk about um, 
he always says he always says Jack Bauer. Right. You know, you never you never you in season five you never get that personal connection between Graham and Jack. Right. He, he doesn't just he doesn't just say Jack, which you know if you're if, if you're his brother, you know you're gonna say hey Jack, what's up? You right. Know, something like that. Right. He said he says Jack Bauer every time. Like he right. doesn't he doesn't make any personal connection at all to Jack Bauer. So that's why you right. have no idea that they're actually brothers. Right. Until season six. Right. Season six, that's when his last name is thrown in there. But in season five, he was the voice behind Charles Logan. Right. He was the one. He was the one giving him instructions. He was the one that. Um, he was the one that was giving him and Christopher Henderson um, instructions on what to do about Jack Bauer, about David right. um, Palmer, Michelle Dessler, and Tony Almeida. Right. He, he, was, he was the one that, at the end of season five, you kind of you kind of had the feeling that you were going to see him again, because at the season after season five, Logan was just taken away, but we never found out what happened to Grant. Right. So you kind of you kind of had the idea that you were going to see him again, right? But at the end of season five, I was under the impression that Graham was the orchestrator behind the conspiracy, right? Because he was the voice behind Logan, and Logan was the one that carried out all the the plans. Mm-hmm. So I thought Graham was the was the voice behind the conspiracy at the end of season five, right? And but then I found out at season six that that wasn't the case. So in season six, then we find out that who is. In season six, we actually find out that Philip Bauer was actually was actually giving instructions to Graham. Right. And first of all, I just want to say this is by far the most dysfunctional family I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I mean, your your father and your brother are both trying to have you killed. Right. And then they try to frame you for two other murders. Right. I mean, this, it's just the worst family I've ever seen. I can only imagine their Christmas holiday. Oh, geez, I know. <laughs> but we find out in season, in season six that Philip Bauer, who was the, the founder of BXJ Technology, I believe was what, what it was called. Yep. Um, his company is the one that purchased the, the five suitcase nukes right that were that were integral parts in season five right um were actually purchased through his through his company before season six even started do you just do you, when you're when you're buying uh suitcase nukes do you just put that on the company card or <laughs> you know what i mean it's like how do you do that without anybody in the company saying um why are we doing this <laughs> Well, well, then again, I guess, I guess when you're the when you're the founder of the company, I guess right. I guess those come with little perks. Right. Well, he <laughs> probably guess. he probably wrote it off as like you know, um, you know, meal expense or something. I imagine. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, you you go you go you go to McDonald's and get right. Oh, I'll have uh, I'll have a quarter pounder and a salad and five suitcase noodles. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll just expense so, it. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, you know, being the founder, he probably had, you know, founders of certain companies. They have separate accounts for different oh, things. Right. Sure. So I'm pretty sure he had a separate account that nobody else in the company knew about. Right. That he could, that he could probably write that off to. Right. But then again, like I said, when you're the founder and your son is 
second in command in the company. You know, you can get away with a little bit more. Right, <laughs> right. So pretty, I'm pretty sure that, you know, he, he found a way around it. Right. Um, but it, was, it wasn't until Jack actually found out that he was involved um, that we actually, you know, got the idea. Because Philip, Philip actually killed Graham, if mm-hmm. you remember correctly. Right. Because um, Jack, Jack didn't kill Graham by torturing him. It was Philip that killed him to keep him from telling him anything else. Right, because because Graham told Graham told um, Jack that he orchestrated it to frame Jack for the murders because he's been trying to have him killed for three years, three seasons now. Again, dysfunctional family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I really don't know how I would feel if I found out that my father and my brother were trying to kill me. Right. <laughs> and my father. I don't know how I would take that. And then my father ended up killing my brother. Exactly. I mean, I, re- I really don't know how I would start a conversation on on Thanksgiving holidays about that. I think I'd start questioning. Did I think I'd start questioning? I don't think they ever say anything, but I think I would start asking myself. So, what happened to my mom again? Because <laughs> exactly, you I'm know, really you, worried. You sit, you, you sit at the table and you look to the right and you look to the left and see your dad. So, 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 dad purchased any suitcase news lately? Yeah, it's like <laughs> right. Uh, you 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 wonder you wonder about stuff like that, and it kind it kind of makes you wonder whatever happened to his mother. Right. Yeah. I I don't think anything's ever said about it. I think you just assume that you know either she's passed away or they're divorced or something. But yeah, if they're divorced, good riddance. I mean, that's a family to get out of. It makes you wonder exactly. How they were when they were kids, right? I mean, if that's yeah. how they are when they're adults, <laughs> right? Now, but, since, since we're talking about the family at this time, Jack's the older brother, right? Jack is the young? older brother, yeah. Right. Graham, Graham is the younger sibling. So you wonder how much of the uh, the sibling rivalry um, plays into that, where you know Graham feels like you know Jack's better, kind of thing. And so let's kill him and get him out of the way. Although for, and, and then you also wonder why did Jack not follow in the family business? Why did he go into the military and um, become a CTU agent rather than you know helping run this company that his father owned? So yeah, you kind of wonder. And you and you look at Graham, and he also has this this look of somebody that you can tell is evil oh, just geez. by looking yeah. at his face. Right. Yeah, he's no Phil, remorse. And Phil, and, and, and Philip Bauer. He's a, he's another guy that I've seen in multiple movies and TV shows. And, right. He's not uh, always a bad guy though. He's played a president before. Yeah, he he's been the president before, but he's just got this look of somebody that you can see as a bad guy. Right. It's true. Like, yep. He's got this evil. He, he's got this evil look to him. Like he he. I I remember I remember him the the most prominent role I remember him as is the warden in the Longest Yard. Yes, that's correct. That. And he played a complete douchebag. Right, right. <laughs> so it, it's just, it's just some people are just natural in that role. <laughs> some people just thrive. <laughs> yeah, some That's bad people, people. Some people are just natural bad guys. Right. He's <laughs> no way around it. Right. So, and Philip answered to, of course, Alan Wilson. Which, you know, you've made comments, you know, several times, I think, on various podcasts that, um, this is one of your most frustrating parts about this conspiracy because, you know, it's pretty much we find out that Wilson's in charge and then he's gone, right? 
Yeah, but but before before we get a chance to digest the fact that he was the one behind the whole thing, he's gone. Right. <laughs> I mean, we see we see him at the end of season seven. He gets arrested. Um, Tony is not allowed to kill him, which killed me. I mean, it's too bad. Yeah, <laughs> that just that just made me completely upset. Right. But he was arrested at the end of season seven, and we saw Renee Walker put her badge down on the desk and go into the op- and go into the interrogation room because Alan Wilson, you know, was the one that was ultimately behind the death of Larry Moss. Right. Which was her friend. Right. So she basically put her quit her career so she can get the information out of Alan Wilson. Right. What- and we're left with the assumption in season eight when Jack and Renee are talking that Renee pretty much beat him half to death to right. get that information. Right. But we're ne- but we're never we're never given a a resolution to the conspiracy. Right. It was just kind of it was just kind of left open. I mean the, the the proper way for the for the resolution would have been for Tony to get his revenge, to get his redemption for the death of Michelle of Michelle. Right. Basically the same way that Jack. It took Jack three seasons to get his redemption for the death of Terry. Right. So you kind you kind of get the the feeling that you know the same thing was coming for Tony. But then but then we realize you know when when Jack shoots him and then he's arrested that they're going in a different direction and that was the most frustrating part about this whole conspiracy. Right. It just kind of ended this, all of a sudden. <laughs> this man, Alan Wilson. He was the architect behind the whole conspiracy, the man behind Logan, um, the man who ordered the hits. He he was the main one behind all of it. And we only saw him for what, ten minutes? Right. So do we do you ever find out and we barely know who he is or, or why he was there, but do you ever find out why he masterminded all this? What was his what was his plan? Do we do we ever find out? Um, I don't think I don't think it was ever it was ever revealed um, on. Are you there? Hello. Okay, we're back again, and um, Joel's back on the phone with us. Uh, I was getting a little worried about you, Joel. Uh, <laughs> the The call dropped it as the audience heard, and it was right as we were discussing Alan Wilson's involvement um, and why why he would want to do this. and And so I, I read into it what you will, folks. But um, <laughs> we do know that Alan will. Well, we don't know that Alan Wilson's dead. And in twenty four, if you're not dead, then you're a part of the story. So, with that in mind, we don't know if if Alan Wilson has um, some stock in Skype, or <laughs> if he um, if he's if he's monitoring the twenty four podcast. But something happened, and and I was concerned for you, Joel. And I, I don't know, 
I don't know what happened, but I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're okay. And um, <laughs> let's start talking again about Alan Wilson's involvement. <laughs> yes. Ho- hopefully we'll be able to get through it this time. Right, right. If, if but... the call drops again, we know we'll move on to the next. We <laughs> don't talk about it anymore. We'll, we'll we'll just move on. I'm I'm right. just hoping I don't I don't have any you know men in ski masks knocking on my yeah. door anytime soon. Yeah, look out the window. <laughs> is is there any black suburbans? Because if there is, <laughs> I don't see any. Okay, good. Um, but I did I did find out you know during the during the time that the call was dropped, I had time to look this stuff up. Oh, good. But I did <laughs> I did find out exactly the purpose behind Wilson's involvement. Okay. He co- he colluded with Logan, the Bowers, and Christopher Henderson and others. Their goal was to manipulate the Dawn Brigade terrorist group and fabricate reasons to to increase American police intervention in Central Asia for the purpose of securing more oil. So Which, so they so that's what Cummings said. Cummings said it was to not for the oil part, but that it was to take down these terrorists. And yes. to to increase, you know, the United States involvement there. So he was told most of it. He probably just wasn't, you know, a, a stockholder in whatever oil company the rest of them were. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he had any idea that the conspiracy was as wide ranging as it was. Right. And and he really believed he was a patriot. So so Cummings had no idea that that really what it came down to was, you know, a few guys wanting to to make a little bit of money or a lot of bit of money. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he. I think he was. He was a patriot who, you know, didn't mind getting paid for what he was doing. Right, right. But I don't think. But I don't think he knew exactly. Um, the whole the whole outline of the conspiracy. I don't think he was made privy to. Right. I I know for a fact he didn't know Logan was behind it. Right. And I don't. And I don't think he knew Alan Wilson was behind it either. Right. I think I think he I think he thought he thought that the buck stopped with him. Right. That's what I think he thought. And I think that was by by design. I think they purposely wanted him to think that. Right. Yeah, I th- I think he was a guy that you know, you know from from the comments that Novick makes to Palmer at the end of 4 that Cummings has kind of been doing Logan's dirty work for years. I think that's what Novick says. So I mean, you know, he wasn't against getting his hands dirty but you know i think i i don't know if you could draw a parallel between cummings and and bauer but maybe you could to the extent of you know what he did he did because he thought it was good for the country you know he he may have been wrong (laughs) but he didn't do things because they were going to be personal gain for himself necessarily um he did them because he thought it was best for the country and he was just you know grossly misled in what that was but um, you know, he, he wasn't to the extent of a, of a Charles Logan or a, an Alan Wilson or a, a, a Graham or a Philip Bauer where it was just, you know, how do we, how do we increase the, the profit line here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Alan Wilson actually had two, two opportunities. If you, if you remember correctly, the, the, the syntax conspiracy the nerve gas and the canisters was originally intended to securing more oil right and 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 when he when that failed when that went through alan wilson put plan two into motion 
which we came to find out in season seven, um, was the, the, um, what was that thing called? I'm drawing a blank here, Mark. What was that? What was that thing called that they were, that Tony was in control of? I can't remember now. I can't remember. Let's just call it the thing that Tony was controlling. I had it in my head, but I can't. We we folks, we just don't want to get way ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about it in season seven. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, by, by, by the time by the time by the time I come on for season seven, I will have the name of it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah. But he actually had two opportunities. Once the once the nerve gas conspiracy came through, then he had the opportunity in season seven to orchestrate another conspiracy. Right. Um. Because his main his main goal was he wanted to send America into panic. Right. That way they that way they would be forced to get help from outside countries. Right. And that was his main that was his main goal. Right. Alan Wilson was was not a patriot. No. <laughs> his 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 motives were strictly personal. Right. He wanted to be in control. Yeah. He he wanted to be in control. That was his main thing. He was. He took pride in, in the fact that he was basically in control of the presidency. Right. I mean, he had he was he he had the most power. Right. He was in control of the presidency of the United States of America. Right. So I mean, the the amount of power that that Alan Wilson had cannot be understated. Right. You know, he controlled the president. If you control the president, you control the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in other words. Yep. So. I mean, uh, along those lines, I mean. Do you think that do you think Logan was groomed to be president? I mean, I guess this leads to the fact that I mean, it, I guess you, you know, how far do you want to go down this conspiracy road, but you know, if if Wilson had control of Logan and it's convenient that Air Force 1 is shot down in season 4, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess theoretically you could wonder if that was part of Wilson's plan too to put Logan in the place that he could be in charge. Yeah, and you and you and you start to wonder it really depends on how long the conspiracy was put into motion. Right. Um I don't I don't think I would have to take a refresher on season five, but I don't think they actually go into detail exactly how long it had been put into motion. Right. Yeah, they don't but, as far as I've got into it, they haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think. I think they they mentioned that it had been. It was a well thought out conspiracy, right. but I don't think they go into actually how long it had been, you know, processed and thought out. Um, but you 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 wonder if if maybe you know the people behind Logan like Graham or even Philip were behind the the shot down of Air Force One. And the attempted assassination of President Keeler, which you know, not for, not for nothing, he never actually died. Right. Yeah, he was just unable to lead. Yeah, he was just unable to discharge his duties in office. But I mean, you think about it, and you look at the fact that I mean, Logan was about the easiest person to manipulate ever, because yeah, he was the <laughs> he, he was he was kind of the the head <laughs> behind it. But really, I think it comes down to the fact that. You know, he had no morals, um, and the only principles he held to was whatever, you know, benefits me at the time. Um, 
So yeah, you know, you look at you look at that, and you look at somebody like Wilson, who could probably pretty easily say, you know, this this is a man that I could support for president because then I couldn't be in charge. You know, he's not a guy that's gonna he's not a he's not a David Palmer or a Keeler who's who who has principles and you know who's gonna say, look, I don't care who you are and I don't care you know what control you have over me. I'm not doing what you want me to do. That's that's crazy. You know, I mean, Palmer proved that with uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Alan no well with Saunders but with his uh, supporter um, that got all ticked off and tried to get him to fire Wayne you know he oh, pr- Alan Milliken. yeah he proved with Milliken that you know I, I don't care what support you've given me I don't care what control you think you have I'm gonna do what's best for the country where I don't think anybody ever thought Logan would do that <laughs> no I mean Logan you if you'll notice during during Logan's entire term as president, he never really put his foot down on anything. Unless like unless it was to make a show. Unless it was he, for show. He, yeah, he he always did what others wanted him to do. Right. Right. And that was that was I think one of one of the main problems with Logan is you never you never got the sense that he was his own man. Right. You you always got the idea that you know he would let other people, and you saw, and you saw it in during season five in the first half when he had to call in David Palmer for help. Season I mean, not four. season five, yeah. season four. Right. He had to call in David Palmer for help. Right. Because he didn't, because he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And and you kind of you kind of got the the inclination real early that he just wasn't his own man. Right. That he was easily manipulated. Right. And I and I think. Alan Wilson, it could it could have happened after Keeler was taken down when Alan Wilson looked and saw how easy manipulated he could right, have been. Right. Um, it could have been it could have been Walt Cummings. Yeah. You know, we, we, we never we never know the extent of Cummings' involvement other than what was said. Right. But Cummings could have given the could have given the inclination that Logan could be turned. Right. Logan could be manipulated. So we we never actually know exactly how Wilson and Logan connected. Mm-hmm. We just know that he is the man. Be, he was the man behind Charles Logan. Right. So let's. Uh, that's a good overview. That'll you know. I I think the cool thing about doing this right before we start discussing um, season five is going to be the fact that I think it's going to make looking at watching season five, six, and seven for for the audience as they go back and watch these again, and as as I do. Um, it's going to change the way you look at it because you know you'll have an overview of what's really going on, and I think I think um, I think it'll give people an opportunity to see things that they didn't see the first time or maybe the second time they watched uh, those episodes. So um, the the last two things I wanted to touch on real quick that are connected to this, um, I think there was two. I just forgot one of them, but one was oh well, no, there is two. I remember now. So going into season nine. We know with twenty four, if you're not dead, you're part of the story. So, do yeah. you do you think we'll see Wilson? What's the what what's the um, the guess as far as is Wilson going to be in season nine? Well, it, it's it's kind of hard. Like I would I would like to see Wilson in season nine, um, because. You know, and and if, if they bring Wilson back, they almost have to bring Tony back, right? <laughs> I mean, they can't they can't bring Wilson back without bringing Tony back, based on the fact of the connection there with Michelle, right? So, 
for selfish reasons, I would like Wilson brought back <laughs> <laughs> because that would mean that Tony is coming back. And <clears throat> Alan Wilson, the, the character that plays, I mean, the guy that plays Alan Wilson has said in interviews that he would be open to a return to 24 should they write him back in the, in the series. Nice. Yeah, for for somebody that had for somebody that had so much control over three seasons, I don't think he got paid very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I he mean, was in like yeah. one episode. <laughs> I mean, they 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 come to him and like, okay, you're going to be the man behind this whole conspiracy, but we're only going to have you on here for ten minutes. Yeah, we're going to beat you to death <laughs> and throw you in jail. Exactly. Way to go. But, but you're but you but you're the one behind the whole conspiracy. I think I'd be negotiating through my agent. It's like, look. My character had a part in everything that happened for three seasons. I'd like to get paid for three seasons. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I would like a little bit more than 10 minutes worth of screen time. Please. Right, right. <laughs> so it, I'm, the, I'm, the main, I'm the main conspirator. Is it possible that maybe in the backstory, as they um, as they kind of fill you in on what happened between, that, that that's where we uh, maybe find some closure to Alan Wilson? Maybe we find out that, you know, somehow he was killed in prison or... Um, something like that. I don't know. I, th- I think I think they they tried to close the story in season eight when they said that you know Renee Walker beat him within an inch of his life, right? To get to gain information or whatever, right? So I, th- I think they tried to close the story, but you know, in, in twenty four, if Howard Gordon said it best when twenty four was the first announced to come back, that anybody who is not dead. Is still in play, right? So if you if you haven't if we you haven't actually been killed and we haven't actually seen your body, <laughs> and you're still in play, right? <laughs> so well, so and, I, and, think, I think there's always a chance. And you know, I I think that's a great point that even if even if they say you've been killed, if we did not see it, you're back in play. I mean, that was shown by Tony. <laughs> if we didn't see your body, I mean, right. Tony's a perfect example. If we didn't actually see your body die, right? <laughs> then you're still in play. You know, and, and that and and that leads to, you know, talking about Wilson and, and what might happen there leads me to my second point that I wanted to touch on real quick before we finish up, and that's, um, you know, you talked about Logan, and when he's going to meet President Taylor, how he makes the comment that, you know, soon he'll have all the power he wants or whatever. Yes. You know, Logan's never been his own man like we just talked about, but do you think as everybody started to die around this conspiracy – do you think he started to think that, hey, now I'm in charge or now I can be in charge? Um, you know, he's outlived uh, the Bowers. He's outlived uh, Nathanson. He's outlived, you know, all these people. And, and Wilson's the only one that's left and Wilson's in jail. Um, so, you know, what what's the likelihood that, um, you know, that that was his idea that, you know, I can somehow be in charge if I can, you know, if everybody else is gone, then I'm the one that's that's orchestrating everything. I I think, I think when Alan Wilson went to jail, went to prison, I think that was when Logan realized that, okay, well, the, the, the only person that was higher up than me is now in prison. Yeah. He did the happy dance. So so now I can be in charge. Right. And I think you said, you noticed in season eight that he tried to do to president Taylor what Alan Wilson did to him. Yeah. He tried to manipulate President Taylor into doing what he wanted the same way that Wilson manipulated him into doing what he wanted. Yep. And, and sad. it worked 
it worked all the way up until the end. <laughs> and unfortunately, President Taylor had a little bit of a conscience. <laughs> yeah, she 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 didn't want to do it. Right. And I and I think and I think at the at, I think in the end, she actually finally put her foot down. She did something that Logan never did during his presidency. Right. Yeah, she had that little bit of conscience that there was a line she wouldn't cross. Whereas I don't know if Logan's ever seen a line he wouldn't cross. <laughs> Uh, no, he's ne- he's never seen a line he wouldn't cross. I mean, you 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 kind of get the idea when he was conspiring with Suvorov, who you who we know they've been close for years, right? All the way back to season five, right? So you kind of you kind of get the idea that he's always got his hands in something, right? <laughs> he's always got his hands in something illegal, right? <laughs> something and that's going to get him money or power. And it's it's kind of, it's, it kind of you know part of me kind of wonders what happened to President Taylor after season eight. Yeah, so he said within the hour, you know, I will tell the world what I've done and everything like that. You kind of wonder exactly what happened to President Taylor. Right. I wonder if they'll give you um, some backstory as season nine starts. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe the the new president hardened her or whatever, what have you. I don't know. But you mean President Heller? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I was trying not to give it away. Pure, but... <laughs> pure conjecture. Pure conjecture. We don't know that's the case, but we do know that yeah. that Fury has said it's somebody we we've seen before. So, and he says it's somebody we've seen before. And so far, the only returning characters that we know about are Heller, Audrey, Jack, and Chloe. And I don't think Jack's going to be the president. <laughs> Although that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> So I I I doubt I doubt that Jack can just kill a bunch of Russians and then they elect him as president. That'd be a twist um, you didn't see coming, though. <laughs> it's, um, exactly. That. So you you open up season nine and you see Jack in a suit sitting in the <laughs> Oval Office. Right. <laughs> uh, that would be cool. So I think that's a a fairly good overview of the uh, Syntox conspiracy, which you know, as we said at the beginning, covered, you know quite a bit of the series and um really did play into yeah played into quite a bit of it and you know um appreciate it joel appreciate you taking the time to to study it and to figure it all out and put it all together for us and for the audience and um hopefully that helps them as they um go with us to review through um seasons five six and seven and i guess parts of eight um so i'll uh it just it just goes to show you that despite Alan Wilson's best efforts, I was still able to finish right. the, the nerve gas conspiracy. Right. So take that, Alan Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, go ahead and uh go ahead and head on over to the twenty four podcast dot com. Let us know what you thought of this episode, uh, on the show notes there. Also go ahead and let us know on Twitter. That seems to be one of the best ways to get a hold of most of us. Um at the twenty four podcast is the official Twitter for the podcast, and that's ran by our good friend Josh. Uh, mine is at scrop2, S-K-R-O-P-P-2, and Joel, yours is at Gifted Money. And so uh, let us know what you thought. We've had some really good conversations as of late on on Twitter. Um, Joel's going back and forth with some folks about their thoughts, and and um, all of us are, are getting into some, some good discussions. So make sure you head over there and let us know what you think, and... Um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.